Rookie Cody Bellinger and the Dodgers take on the Padres. We'll pick it up in the fourth. It's already 2-0 L.A. Yasiel Puig's at the plate. Three balls and two strikes to Puig. This pitch to Puig is lined into center field. Margot charging in, won't get there. Puig comes through. A base hit up the middle on three and two. Three Dodger runs here in the top of the fourth. Walking the bases full. Very un-Richard-like. First one, not anymore. That one is hung, a slider, line to left field, a base hit, extra bases. There's two more. There's 5 nothing Dodgers. Hanging slider to Kiki Hernandez really turned on a big time. Number eight hitter, Luis Sardinia. And he swings the first pitch, grounder over to Turner. Goes to second for one. The turn by Taylor. It's a double play around the horn. First pitch swinging, Luis Sardinia's 5-4-3 double play. That gets rid of the lead single by Renfro. And that gets rid of the Padres here in the bottom of the seventh. Full count with two outs. Bases loaded, Padres down four. Renfro waits. Jansen ready. And the payoff pitch is there for strike three call. Fastball at the knees. Renfro goes down looking, and Jansen leaves the bases loaded. We go to the ninth. Bellinger has noted the number 10 prospect in all of baseball, and he shows why. On an 0-2 fastball, deep right field, grand slam. Dodgers yesterday a four-run ninth, including his, Bellinger's three-run homer. Here a five-run ninth, including his first career grand slam and home run number five. Have mercy, kid. And 10-2 would be your final from Petco Park. Cody Bellinger has three home runs and nine RBIs in his last two ball games. And Clayton Kershaw continues to dominate against the Padres. He's 8-0 in his last 11 starts against the Friars. The Padres' recent struggles continue. San Diego has now lost four in a row, and skipper Andy Green sees his club fall to 12-20 on the year. Command wasn't what it normally is. You could tell from like the very first pitch of the game, the sinker had a ton of bottom to it. Uh, it wasn't that he really got hit very much. He just kind of pitched himself into a hole, and uh, we put a shift on on Bellinger. The ball went against the shift, and uh, it was kind of crucial at that point in time, and uh, left a pitch up to Kike outside of that. Like, just was command for him. The sinker had too much bottom. He just couldn't get it in the zone. What, what are you seeing from Miguel Diaz recently? Is it just a young guy going through some pretty sharp throwing pains? Yeah, you know, the secondary is not getting in the strike zone. Uh, so it's pretty much been eliminated by the opposition at this point in time. When the slider can't find the plate, uh, you know, he's left just throwing the fastball. The fastball does have velo at this point in time. Where he is, it doesn't have precise command. So uh, sometimes ends up in the middle of the plate. Pitch the Bellinger hit out up above his head practically. Uh, you tip your cap on that swing. It was an executed pitch, and it was a good swing. But, uh, you know, for him, I think he's been kind of snake bit from a luck perspective too. I think he's had his last two outings prior to this one. He's had some really soft contact with two outs have gone for hits. Uh, and as you might expect with a really young guy, uh, not a long track record, when it snowballs on him, it's hard for him to slow it down right now. Uh, I think in due time he'll be able to do that. Right now uh, it's understandably fast for him. What do you think of uh, Hunter Renfro's at-bats today? Obviously not the result in the eighth, but just the quality of them overall. The best at-bats of the year, without question. Uh, couldn't be more pleased with what he did today. Uh, he does that uh, against a guy like Kershaw, who walked him twice and walked everybody else in the game three times all season long. Uh, that's really impressive. Uh, those were good at-bats, laying off pitches he hasn't laid off of. Uh, I have zero doubt long-term the power is going to be there. The hits are going to be there. 
uh, if he does what he does today and stays inside the strike zone, like there's going to be a lot of really good things out in front of him. Uh, even the at bat against Jansen, that's a good battle at bat. It's a guy that lives in the top of the strike zone. He's laying off some of those pitches up there, and then he dots at the bottom of the strike zone for strike three. That's a it's a tough strike three uh, with the bases loaded, but it's not a, a strike three that. Well, it's a strike three you're going to see on a lot of really good hitters, too. Uh, and those are like the okay kinds of punch outs. Those are the much better versions of them than the version of the one we had yesterday against Romo. What types of things can you say to him to emphasize patience? Is there, I mean, because it's, I mean, it, it's pretty self explanatory generally, but wh how, what do you emphasize? Yeah, I, I think the concept he gets, uh, I think buried in his track record is the understanding that he's hit every pitch that's been thrown to him at some point in time, slider, breaking ball, inside the zone, outside the zone, fastball. He's hit them all out of the ballpark at some point in time. So past history tells him that going through the minor leagues, you can be successful swinging at all kinds of pitches at all different kinds of time. Uh, the major leagues now is showing him, and he's learning, and the uh, – the ability to learn, the aptitude he showed today is going to be crucial for his future success. But the big leagues is now showing him that, you know, you've got to be able to shrink it and stay inside the strike zone. And he did that today. And to me, that's a huge step in the right direction for him and, you know, speaks uh, volumes about his future and about his ability to adapt. Uh, is Craig Stammen cleaning up some things with his uh, delivery? Is that a kind of a result we saw tonight? Yeah, I think his last couple times out, he's been much crisper. Uh, I think we found some things. Uh, they've worked hard on it between the uh, wind-up and the stretch. Uh, as you might remember in spring training, you might have forgotten. In spring training, uh, he was almost never in the stretch. He was pitching out of the wind-up the whole time. He was kind of having dominant innings all the way through. Uh, was mostly in the stretch when he got to the season and had some stuff that was a little bit off mechanically there. Uh, seems to have been ironed out completely. Seems to be throwing the ball really well. And uh, you know, the three innings of length he's given us the last two times has preserved him some arms down there. It's been very big for us. Yeah, you know, uh, the way we're constructed right now, we're, we need some guys with length. Uh, we don't have a lot of that uh, in due time. Yes, it's possible, but obviously throwing three innings yesterday or today, he's going to be down tomorrow for sure. And uh, I can see him uh, evolving back into a role like that. I just think right now he needs to keep building like he has the last two times out. The Padres will try to avoid the sweep at Petco Park on Sunday. Trevor Cahill will make the start for San Diego.